Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, Rugby League Night of Nights coming your way tonight. Obviously the Dally M Medal Awards, very, very exciting. Uh, we haven't even spoken about it here on the Guru Podcast, so we're just going to give our live reactions to every single position here live for you guys to take it all in at once. Uh, we have done our best to actually avoid looking at the nominations and all that so that we can give our live reaction. Uh, Kempi brought up the 5.8s the other day uh, on the show, so I know who those are, but outside of that, I really don't know too much about the nominees. I obviously know some of the key guys that have missed out because of suspension. Uh, Reese Walsh and Jacob Preston. I guess that's the first thing to get out of the way here uh, off the top. Uh, yeah, look, obviously there's been some guys that I thought would probably shit in for awards. Reese Walsh, uh, I think he has been the best fullback of the year, and I think he deserves to win Dalian fullback of the year. But we all know the rules. If you get suspended, so be it. Uh, Reese Walsh is a little bit of an exception because I personally think if you're going to swear at referees and do what Reese Walsh did... Uh, uh, I, I don't think you should be allowed to win this award. But if Reese Walsh would have got a two-match suspension for, you know, a slipping tackle where a guy fell into a high shot, then I would be filthy over this. I feel a little bit sorry for Jacob Preston as well. I think that if it is something like bringing the game into disrepute, I 100% understand that you shouldn't be allowed to win any of these awards. Uh, but I think that guys that, you know, just get suspended in general play, if they've still done enough, um, to win this award, I probably think they should. I understand the best and fairest argument, and I think we should bring in the fairest argument when it comes to how we treat referees and off-field stuff and all that, 100%. Uh, but for just general in-play suspensions, I don't know, it just feels a little bit outdated to me. I'm keen to hear your thoughts. But if Reese Walsh missed out on a Dalian medal this year because a guy slipped into a high shot and he got two weeks for it, uh, I would be pretty filthy personally because it is just so easy to get suspended. But as I said, Reese Walsh is not in that situation. Uh, I think his suspension and him not being available to win this award is completely fair play. Scott Drinkwater might be a better example 
example, got a two-week suspension at the start of the season, I believe it was. And had he have had, you know, the season from of seasons and missed out on a Dalian medal, I would have felt pretty sorry for him. And uh, then I would have been a little bit upset about it. But guys, without further ado, we are going to go through and go through each and every position and give our live reaction. So our first one is the Dalian fullback of the year. The options are James Tedesco, Dylan Edwards, and Kalen Ponga. Uh, now, off the top, obviously, Reese Walsh not there. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater not there. So I do think that James Tedesco, he was probably the fifth or sixth choice uh, to make it in here. I think it is a two-horse race between Dylan Edwards and Kalen Ponga. I think it will just come down to the consistency of Dill Edwards uh, versus just the highlights at the back end of the season of KP. And I'm probably leaning towards KP. Dill Edwards was very good the entire year and very consistent. But he's got a lot of other guys in that team that steal a lot of points off him as well. So at the moment, I'm looking towards KP. I don't think he would have picked up all that many points at the start of the season. But for the back end of the season, I think he would have got six matches in at least, you know, sorry, six points in at least five or six matches. And I do think that will get Kalen Ponga home slightly for fullback of the year. But it's sort of consistency versus the high ceiling there, isn't it, of those two. Uh, wingers of the year, we need to pick two of them. The options are DWZ, Jermaine Asako, Brian T- uh, Dom Young, Selwyn Cobo, and Mulatalo. Uh, for me, the one that probably doesn't fit in with the rest there is probably Mulatalo uh, and probably Selwyn Cobo as well. I would probably have those guys on just a slightly lower tier. Um, to be fair, I'd have Cobo above Mulatalo. But I think Dom Young, Brian To'o, Isako, and DWZ, they have been the four best wingers this year, picking the best two. Uh, honestly, I would find it really hard not to go for Jermaine Asako. You know, he has, he has played on an edge in a brand new franchise with a teenager at halfback, a second row missing for a lot of the season. Center's constantly changing. Um, once again, in a new franchise, I think Jermaine Asako simply has to get it. He's been incredible. The other one, I want to say Brian Toto, and I would go Brian Toto, but there's no doubt whatsoever that Dom Young and DWZ have had fantastic seasons. Probably DWZ in particular, but I do think Dom Young's still getting slept on on just how good his season was. But I just think Brian Toto scored a lot of tries this year, but just the work that he does out of his hand, he obviously won the Brad Fittler medal and whatnot as well. I do worry that Brian Toto might have had a few too many points taken off him uh, by other players in his team. So I'm really not sure which way it goes, but I do hope that Jermaine Asako gets one of them. He would be my pick. The other one would probably be Brian To'o, but honestly, out of DWZ, Isako, To'o, Dom Young, uh, any of those four could win it. Uh, any two of those four could win it, and I would be happy. But I am hoping secretly that Jermaine Isako gets a bait. Let's go to center of the year. We need to pick two winners here as well. The nominees are Stephen Crichton from the Penrith Panthers, Bradman Best from the Newcastle Knights, because Tony Staggs from the Brisbane Broncos, Campbell Graham from the Bunnies, Herbie Farmworth from the Broncos, and Isaac Tungo from the Penrith Panthers. Um, I think that Campbell Graham if you would have asked me halfway through the year, I probably would have said he's my favourite. Obviously, he carried an injury throughout the back end of the season. His form really dropped off, so I don't think I could give it to Campbell Graham. Staggs has been good, but he has had a lot of games where he's been very quiet, so I probably couldn't go him. Stephen Crichton's been fantastic. Bradman Best's been fantastic. I think Herbie Farmworth is one that I'm just about ready to lock in. I think he's been tremendous this year, and I'd be happy to go him. Isaac is going to be an interesting one. He has missed a bit of footy this year, uh, so I think it'll probably come down to Herbie Farmworth and then whoever you want to pick out of Critter and Bradman Best. I reckon there's a really good chance it could be Bradman Best just because of their performances this year, the Newcastle Knights, and how strong they were down that edge. So that'll be a 
really interesting one. I think you can lock in Herbie Farmworth, and then the other spot will go to one of Stephen Crichton, Bradman Best, maybe Isaac Tungo, but I just don't, I, I feel like he's missed a fair whack of footy this year. I don't have any stats or anything in front of me to base that on, guys. Uh, that's just my vibe, but I reckon Herbie Farmworth and one of Critter or Bradman Best is my prediction there. Uh, 5-8 of the year. We already heard about this one during the week, and I've got no idea. Ezra Mann, Cam Munster, Cody Walker. Honestly, Ezra Mann's probably been the most consistent of them this year. I think Cam, Cam Munster's been good, uh, and Cam Munster might win it simply because he is Cam Munster, but I don't think that any of these three seasons would probably win Dally M 5-8 of the year in the last five years, to be honest with you. Uh, they've all had their moments, but none of them have really been spectacular. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, like Ezra Mam's in a team where he doesn't have to be spectacular as well. He's got Adam Reynolds inside him. He's got Reese Walsh out the back of him, so he doesn't really need to light it up. Cam Munster probably does need to light it up every week, and he's been really good. Got his team to a top four berth, and I think being Cam Munster, he'll probably win it. I would have thought halfway through the year, Cody Walker had it wrapped up. His first half, similar to Campbell Graham, his form was tremendous. So it will be interesting to see how many points Cody Walker stacked up in the first 10 or 15 weeks and whether that'll be enough to get him across the line. But I'm all week I've been probably leaning towards Cam Munster just because of who he is and whatnot. He'll probably collect a lot of points. Uh, I was listening to Matty Johns the other day talking. He reckons Ezra Mann. But Mann's had a really good season. But as we know with this Dally M system, I just think guys like Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, I just think they would have taken a lot of points off Ezra Mann. So I think it will be Cameron Munster. uh, But Cody Walker is the wild card out of those three. Um, halfback of the year, Dallium halfback of the year, Nathan Cleary, DCE, and Sean Johnson. DCE's had a good season, but I can't see him toppling Nathan Cleary or Sean Johnson. And to be honest with you, I thought DCE had a really good finish to the season, uh, so he would have picked up a lot of points in the last two to three weeks. Uh, but for the rest of the season, I just don't think he's been at the level of the other guys. Nathan Cleary missed a fair whack of footy smack in the middle of the year. Uh, I think they'll go with Sean Johnson. When you think about SJ's side, with all due respect, to the guys around him. I don't think the hooker's going to steal a stack of points off him. Uh, Luke Metcalf, Tomato Martin, whoever was playing 5-8 different points in the season, I don't think they'll steal a stack. And even Chance, he's not like an absolute superstar fullback that's going to steal a stack of points. So I think you can just about lock Sean Johnson in for halfback of the year. And I also think for that reason, it's going to be pretty hard to topple him as the Dalian medalist this year. Hooker of the year, Wade Egan, Appy and Harry Grant. Appy, his team just simply hasn't won enough games of football and he was injured for a long period. So I can't see Abby getting close to it. Uh, Wade Egan's been fantastic. Uh, but I, once again, I just think a lot of points would have gone to SJ, AFB, Torhu, these sort of guys throughout the year. Uh, I think it will be Harry Grant. I think that'll be a pretty clear-cut one. I think Harry Grant wins that one. It's been a good season for Harry Grant. I don't think it's been his greatest, and I don't think it will be his greatest. Uh, he's still got a lot more to show Harry Grant. I think he's going to win a lot of Dallium Hooker of the Year awards. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Harry Grant does get it done this year. A little bit like 5-8. Um, you know, no one really jumped out of the gate and absolutely kicked the fucking door down. If anyone has probably Harry Grant, but I do feel like he's got a lot more in him over the next few years. Dallium prop of the year. This one's going to be tough. Now we need to pick two Dallium props of the year here. Uh, the options are Lindsay Collins from the Roosters, Payne Haas from the Broncos, James Fisher Harris from the Panthers, Nelson Asafa Solomona from the Storm, Jake Travojevic from the Seagulls, and Adam Fanua Blake from the New Zealand Warriors. Um, I, I just straight away, I think Payne Haas has to be one of them. What he's done this year has been fucking unbelievable. I, I just, I won't hear anything else other than Payne Haas has to be one of them. He has been tremendous as per. The other guys is interesting. Lindsay Collins, Fisher Harris. I don't think Fish 
probably picks up enough points in that stacked team uh, with so many highlight players and whatnot. So I think it'll be hard for Fisher-Harris to win it, but he probably should win it every year. Uh, Nelson Osova-Solomona, been good this year. He's had a number of games where he's jumped on the edge and come up with big plays and whatnot. So I think he'll get a little bit closer than what people are expecting. Remember, his performances in the finals don't really count to anything. Uh, Jake Trevojevic, I can't really see him being in the ballpark. And for Noah Blake is the big wild card. And I think right now, I'd probably be looking towards AFB and Payne Haas. But don't sleep on Lindsay Collins. He had a huge run home. But I, I think it was, I think AFB scored like 10 tries this year. So surely he's got to collect a lot of Dally M points there, AFB. So my prediction there is Payne Haas and Adam Fanua Blake. Second rower of the year. This is going to be interesting as well. Now, we've got Liam Martin from the Penrith Panthers. You have to pick two of these six guys. Liam Martin from the Panthers. Britton Nikita from the Cronulla Sharks. Tyson Brazil from the Knights. Olukawatu from the Seagulls. Dave Fafita from the Titans. And Hudson Young from the Raiders. Straight away, there's a few guys there that I don't think can win. I think the first one is Hudson Young. He's had a good season, but I just don't think he would have collected enough points to be in this same conversation as some of these other guys. Olukawatu had a huge finish to the season. Scored a couple of tries early. But I really did think in the middle of the season, and he sort of went missing a little bit. In saying that, uh, when the RLPA put together their best 13 the other day, he featured in it. So maybe he might get a few more points than what we are anticipating. He would have collected a lot in the last two weeks as well. Between Cola, DCE, and him, would have been a lot of points to collect. So uh, he's probably, you know, if he played that those games in any other games throughout the year, he probably collects all six points. But in those two games as well, you might find that Cola and, and DCE collect them all, and he only gets two points out of that. So he's the real wild card. I don't quite know what to expect with all the Kawatu. I think Frizzell's been really solid. Don't see him getting enough points. Liam Martin's been great. Once again, I don't know if he gets enough points in that side. I think similar to James Fisher-Harris and whatnot, Liam Martin should get a lot more points than what he does. Liam Martin also missed, I believe, a fair whack of footy this year. I don't think he would have played more than you know, 18, 19 games off the dome. Yeah, he's only played 17 uh, games of footy this year. And, what, two of them have been finals games, so... Yeah, I, so what's that? He only played 15. Yeah, surely Liam Martin hasn't picked up uh, enough Dallium points to win it this year. I'm looking at Britton Nicotter, who was fantastic for the Cronulla Sharks this year. I thought he was brilliant. And Dave Afita. Those are the two that really stand out for me on this list. If I had to predict something, I would say that it will be those two. Uh, but in saying that, both of them missed out on the RLPA team of the year. It was Liam Martin Olukawatu. So that's the one that's really open. I just feel like Fafita did enough this year and would have collected a lot of Dallium points in that Titan side, especially down that left edge. He was just on fire. Came up with some very big plays in a lot of games. I, 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 I really do. Th- I'd be shocked if Fafita isn't in the M team of the year. And I think Britton Nicaro might sneak in as well. He's been very consistent for the Sharkies this year. A team that was up and down, but he was probably their most consistent player. So I think it'll come down to the consistency of Brit Nicara versus the highlights of Olakawatu. We'll see how that one plays out. My money's on Brit Nicara and Fafita, though. Dallium lock of the year. My God, what about this? Torhu Harris, Isaiah Yo. Pat Carrigan. Cam Murray can't even get a bait in this. That's how good the, this, this collection of lock forwards is. Um, very, very tough. 
Very, very tough. Tohu Harris has obviously had a huge year for the New Zealand Warriors. I think that a lot of the ball playing and trices he would have got this year would have, would have picked him up a few more points as well. Isaiah Yo, he has dictated terms as per usual. Makes me worry if Isaiah Yo just did more of the same this year, which is obviously at a very high click. But I think we do sort of get used to that and sort of underappreciate it a little bit. He's obviously got quality throughout the rest of his side, stealing points off him as well. Pat Carrigan is the one that's very appealing. But I look at Pat Carrigan once again, and go, Jesus, he's had such a good season, but man, how many points would Payne Haas have taken off him? How many points would Reese Walsh have taken off him? How many points would Adam Reynolds have taken off him? Uh, I, that's my only worry. And as we know, I think at the end of round six or something, I, I can't remember what the stat was. I spoke about it earlier in the year. Uh, Reese Walsh and Payne Haas had collected something like 80% of potential points that were available to the Brisbane Broncos. So I think that he's had a fantastic season. I think he has been the best lock forward of the year. But with the way that this is done, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to a Torhu Harris or Isaiah Yo, my vibe is that they might go with Torhu Harris. Uh, but in saying that, he's got AFB, he's got Sean Johnson. Honestly, I don't know who's going to win lock of the year. That's a real coin toss there. I think that whoever wins it out of those three will be on less points than what we're anticipating. I think that one will be extremely close, probably decided by one or two points there. Coach of the year. This is a good one. Now, obviously, this one doesn't come down to daily end points and whatnot. Uh, Coach of the year, Kevin Walters for the Brisbane Broncos, Andrew Webster for the New Zealand Warriors, and Ivan Cleary for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Which direction will they go here? Uh, Look, obviously, Kevin Walters, he has taken his team from a wooden spoon a couple of years ago all the way to a grand final. A tremendous effort. It wasn't that long ago that, you know, Selwyn Cobbo was sitting on a podcast giving shit to his coach. Tyson Gamble had done the same a few weeks before. So, uh, the way that he's built this team up has been pretty impressive. He's brought Reese Walsh into the squad. Look at what he's got out of him. Look at what he's got out of Herbie Farmworth. A heap of these younger guys in this squad that we didn't really know what to expect. So, he has to be right up there, Kevy. Andrew Webster, though, taking the Warriors from 15th to a prelim final. Very, very impressive. You've got to remember as well, this is his first year of being a first-grade coach. A pretty bloody good knock. Um, you know, there's only two things he could have done better. One was make a grand final, the other was win a premiership. So, as far as what he could have achieved this year, it's the third best possible result imaginable, which is pretty impressive. I think he is going to be hard to beat, but you know what? If they give it to the Penrith Panthers coach, Ivan Cleary, you will hear no arguments from me. Um, uh, losing Appy, losing Kikau, coming back to a fourth premiership, uh, coming back to a fourth grand final in a row, potentially winning a third premiership in a row. Uh, he's had to overcome a lot of injuries this year and whatnot. Isaac Tungo has missed a lot of football. Had to overcome losing Appy, losing Kikau. Nathan Cleary's missed footy. Jerome Luai's missed footy. Liam Martin's missed footy. Uh, and he just hasn't missed a beat, Ivan Cleary. So honestly, any of these three, I'd be happy to see win it. But I think it would be really exciting to see Andrew Webster get it. But I'll tell you what, if they just went, you know what, look at what he's overcome this year and he's always been the hunted. He lost key players. We all doubted him. If they gave it to Ivan Cleary, I'd go, yeah, I completely get that. Remember, this season started pretty ordinary for Penrith. Yeah, they lost the World Club Challenge. They lost round one. Um, You know, a lot of question marks around them. They weren't too sure how it was all going to play out this year. So it has been a tremendous effort. For me, though, I'm probably going to go with Andrew Webster. Uh, Captain of the year. The options are Adam Reynolds from the Broncos, Torhu Harris from the Warriors, Isaiah Yo from the Panthers. Shock me. Uh, the three coaches up for nominations. It's their three captains up for nominations as well. Uh, very tough here. I, uh, I, Honestly, I feel like having the exact same fucking conversation. I've got no idea which direction they will go in here. Uh, I think they've all got a fantastic shout at winning this. 
Oh, gun to my head. If I had to pick one of them, who would I go for? I I really do think Adam Reynolds has been tremendous this year. I think people are sleeping on just how much of a young squad that is. Um, this is a team that he's walked in on that had so many scars from that wooden spoon season. You go like it wasn't that long. I, I I saw them at the training facility yesterday, and it was absolutely packed. There was thousands of people there watching. Only two years ago, people were dropping wooden spoons there overnight. So they have come a long way, the Brisbane Broncos, and I don't think they do it without their skipper, Adam Reynolds. I am leaning towards him as my captain of the year at the moment. But Tohu Harris, he has been tremendous. So has Isaiah Yo. If I'm giving coach of the year the Andrew Webster, does that mean I have to give Tohu Harris captain of the year? Maybe. I can hear that argument. But uh, for me, I'm probably leaning towards Adam Reynolds at the moment. I think that without him, they wouldn't have turned all this around. All right, let's go to Dallium Rookie of the Year. Uh, the options are Jareem Buller, Will Warbrick, and Taruva. I think Warbrick's been fantastic this year. I do think early on uh, he did have a couple of errors and whatnot. And there was a few times I thought, oh, geez, I don't know if he's going to stay in first grade all year. He managed to hold in, though, so shout out, out to him. But I do think I've got the other two in front of him, and I would have Jacob Preston in front of him as well. I think if Jacob Preston was available, I would probably go for him, to be honest with you, but he's obviously not, so it has to go to one of Buller or Taruva. Now, Buller, he came in... Uh, I want to say like round eight or nine or something along those lines, maybe a little, oh no, it wasn't that late actually. It was like round six or seven, I think it was actually, now I think about it. Uh, so he came in a little bit later. Taruva, he's obviously played a couple of games last year, but he still does qualify. I probably think you have to go Taruva to be fair. He's had a fantastic season for Penrith. I think Buller has shown bigger highlights and he was in a lesser team. So there's a completely fair argument there and he did come up with some huge defensive plays this year, but I'm probably leaning towards to River at the moment. But if Buller got it, uh, honestly, there would be no pushback from me whatsoever. Very keen to hear what you guys think. They've also got uh, the try of the year. Dom Young, Matty Fangai, Taruva. Um, I've only got them on paper here. I don't have the tries in front of me. But off the dome, I would assume the Dom Young one was a couple of weeks ago when he got turned upside down and was he was almost in the third row of the grandstand. He got it down. The Matty Fangai one would have been the Dragons one where they kicked to the sideline and he scooped it up and scored. And I can't remember off the top of my head which one the Taruva one would have been. I'm sort of shooting a bit of a blank there. Uh, so three cracking nominees there. I reckon they might give it to Dom Young, to be honest with you. That finish was just off its head. The tackle of the year, I have got... No hope whatsoever in remembering uh, these three big hits. So I apologize for that. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, they are Joe Tapane, Olakawatu, and Ezra Mam. Olakawatu could have been nominated three times for this. God, he's put on some monster shots this year. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember those three tackles, to be honest with you guys. Guys, that is our thoughts on the Dally M medal tonight. And of course, taking home the top gong, I think it will be Sean Johnson. I think he does take it home. I think with Reese Walsh getting ruled out, I think that'll do him a lot of favors there. I still think he probably... Oh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Yeah, uh, geez, uh, it'll be interesting to see how many points Reese Walsh would have got because he was on fire early in the season. I think Payne Haas will be right up there as well, but I would assume that he probably slowed down a little bit at the back end of the season. That's when SJ really ramped it up. Wouldn't rule out uh, Kalen Ponga either, uh, but I think the slow start of the season would have cost him. So I think Sean Johnson gets it for me. Uh, he would be my tip to take home the Daly, Ma- Daly M medal in 2023. Only the second warrior to ever do so after Roger Tuivasa-Sheck who, of course, will be teaming up with SJ again next year. How exciting for you Warriors fans. That'll do us, guys, for our 2023 Dally M Awards Predictions Podcast. Let me know where you think it has gone differently or whatever. We'll have a live reaction to the actual results that we will see later tonight. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.